Welcome to the We Never Knew X podcast. This is number eight with Gabe and Drace. Here again. Today we talk about friends, mentors, people you trust, and how to develop those relationships. Enjoy. You know, by the way, I wish if you would... You could just give me a hand signal when you hit that record button, you know? Like, boom, we're going live. Just just give me a little hand signal, and then I know to show up, you know? No, I don't want, I don't want boundaries. You, you do the little sneaky record button push <laughs> just to catch me off guard, I think. Yeah. In case I'm going to CC it up. Yeah, something like that. Or it's like the equivalent of trying to catch me in the shower. Or something. Right. You know? You're trying to catch yeah. me naked. Yeah. Pretty much. So you're fresh off Putting of on a uh, an all-day fishing trip on the sack. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went out there, freezed our butts off for... Oh, man, it had to be so cold. Yeah, but it wasn't... I wasn't tripping on it. It was, not, it was good. It was good to feel. Yeah, and by nature, you're one of those that gets a smile on your face when things are kind of sucky. Yeah. Would you say, would you agree with that? Yeah, because I know in my head, I'm like, oh, this sucks, but... Like, nobody's as tough as me right now. (laughs) But, uh, well, we're all sitting there. Everybody's cold. Only these other two people are as tough (laughs) as me right now. Everybody else in their warm beds right now are pussies. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. I know that's what's going through your mind. Yeah, I know it's. I know what you're thinking. That's true. But yeah, it was fun. But when that boat's underway, that's some cold air, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he, this gentleman, had a little bit of a different um, method. Let's say he, the where he picked us up or where we started fishing was. Uh, the place we fished all day. So we weren't like hitting up a bunch of spots on the river. He had a couple strips that he would hit in this little section of river. Uh And we just kept hitting those same spots over and over again. All right. So it was a little, you know, we weren't dipping out to go some far off spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't have to. You weren't really ever up to speed. No, uh, as far I as mean, like for a very short wind chill factor was not necessarily a factor. No. Okay. No, not not so much. It was it, it was very short lived. All right. Honestly, we should just record it in the sauna without it on. Without it on, because it's still like eighty degrees in there. <laughs> that sounds you delightful just... right now because it's still it's rather chilly this morning. Coming from yeah. the woodshed, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's right. I know why you hit that record button. Because you're afraid I might welcome our listeners to the podcast. No, I'm not afraid of that. Why I don't, would I be afraid of I that? I think you're you're annoyed when I welcome the listeners to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, lady, ladies and gentlemen. To no, the, you do. To the We Never Knew Forge X. No. Man, see? It's early. I need to figure out. I need to change that around. I wasn't sure how it was going to present on the podcast. Mm. Logo title. Yeah. 
And so I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And yeah, it was, so I need to mess with that. Take that 4JX shit off. You don't like the X? No, the 4... Like oh, if, because uh, that, cause you're the username. Right. Um, and your username is ForgeX. Go check them out on Instagram, folks. ForgeX. Right. If you want to engage with Gabriel Tolchinsky. <laughs> I haven't been posting much. Not much engaging. I know. I'm a terrible social media. I know. I'm like a social media invalid. Yeah. If you will. I probably post more on the stories. Yeah, I see you post a lot of stories. I've never posted a story. Yeah. Maybe one. That's it. Yeah. So, regardless. Oh, thanks, Dad. Look at that. One fried pancake coming right up. Dad. Out here in the woodshed, folks. Jewish pancake. Yeah. Thanks, Rabbi. (laughs) Speaking of Rabbi... Um, uh, I, that's a concept that actually looks amazing. In fact, uh, I regret now turning your father down when he offered me a fried pancake. It's kind of like a, <laughs> it's kind of like a funnel cake. Yeah. It looks incredible. Uh, he really does it up with sugar though. And I asked for a small one. Well, here's the thing. That's He's going to over-deliver. Your dad is an over-deliverer. Yeah, true. So, true. you knew what you were going to get. Nonetheless, we're in the woodshed this morning, and it's down in the 30s, which in the Bay Area of California is rather cold yeah. because we're pretty soft yeah. when it comes to the weather around here. So, if you're in some other part of the country and you're listening and you think, hmm, why are you laughing at me? I don't understand why you're laughing at me. People around the country might be listening to this right now, and they're going to think, those soft Californians. (laughs) You're you're laughing as if nobody's ever listened to this. We need to get uh, earphones for each other, man. I think it's better. Yeah? Yeah. You just interrupted my introduction. I'm welcoming our oh, listeners to the right. podcast. You are introducing welcome folks the podcast that we friends. pre-record an introduction for. Well, no, but it's yeah, fine. Never mind. We're just gonna go on. Don't listen. But I can tell. Don't stay in tune. But I can tell. I'm sure you're loving the fact that Gabe's eating a pancake. Oh, I put it down. <laughs> okay, out of respect for the listener and you munching in the background. Okay, do do your intro. No, I did. Yeah, I did interrupt you. I'm sorry. That's fine. No, don't. I'm just giving you. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, man. I don't know what I'm doing here. Ooh, be careful about that. It does get hot. It's only gonna be. Oh yeah, for a moment. Just to those who it. can't see what's going on here. I'm gonna burn my shoes <laughs> yeah, on the radiator. Yeah, that's keeping us warm. Drees is using the space heater as a as a freaking bro. I got my Air Force Ones on right now. They I can was, handle yeah. it. Yeah, well, my Michael J. Foxes, as I like to call them. That was gonna be my next question to you: Is my Michael J. Foxes? Are you like? Are these? those basically? Like Jordans, but without the Jordan. So the Air Force Ones, my understanding would be the precursor to the Jordans. In fact, right. uh, I'm pretty sure the first editions of the Jordan are based off of the Air Force One. Yeah. Um, or the Air Force One is based off of the original Jordan. 
Maybe that's kind of how it goes. Okay. I'm not a tennis shoe aficionado. Yeah. Uh, mad respect for Michael Jordan and, uh, you know, the impact he had globally. But uh, I didn't really, I never had a pair of Jordans. And so I just, yeah. you know, I kind of understand the concept of the Jordan editions. Yeah. And uh, as they were issued, but I never really had a pair. They don't look too different, I think. Well, the original... Jordans, I'm pretty sure, are much like these Air Force ones. Yeah, they're, you know, they don't seem too different. And you wouldn't, you would never see a basketball player now wearing a pair of shoes as archaic as these. Oh right, these are strictly yeah. fashion statements nowadays. Wow, they use those shoes to play basketball. Oh yeah, these were uh, top notch. At, at see the time. yeah that's really weird to me because the basketball that i sh- the basketball shoes that i've seen now and i know jack shit about basketball but they don't look anything like that they look like freaking they kind of look like space age yeah moon boots almost they look more ergonomic for basketball oh i'm sure they are you know they look like they're basketball shoes they look say. like you could dunk yeah if you're wearing them you look like you can dunk Right. Maybe not me. Like five foot six. Not me. Yeah. I mean, you're maybe tall enough. Maybe to, you could stand on my shoulders. Maybe, yeah. You're tall enough to dunk maybe if your butt wasn't so big. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't carry 60% of my weight. So much junk ride. in that trunk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I need a trampoline. Sorry, I'm a little salty this morning. What? Finally. Finally. Oh, finally. It's early. (laughs) I didn't have any breakfast, so I'm pumped, bro. (laughs) I'm running on a clean system right now. We offered you a freaking Jew cake. Um, I did. I knew that if I took that, I would even have. I would have an even harder time formulating a coherent thought. Really? Yeah. Like you get that sugar rush, and it fogs your brain. When's your ideal thinking time? Probably now. Right now. Yeah, I jotted some, I mean, while I was waiting on you, I was like, probably a page and a half of journal stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I've been, I was hitting it hard this morning. Yeah. I thought, I'm not coming to this party, this podcast party yeah. right now, unprepared. Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you shit, but you know what, man? I need to be on time more. Well... I know that if we say seven o'clock, you're gonna sneakily hit that record button by seven forty-five. Yeah. 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 Without you knowing. Well, anyways, but here's the sorry. Go ahead. Here's the thing that I run into is that every time I'm getting ready to leave the house, on not every time, but it, but it just happens a lot, and I go and I tell my wife. I'm leaving, and I give her a hug and a kiss. She wants to bone. Dang, lucky, right? Yeah, and that's mid twenties. According for you right to there. our last get together the other time. night, is it morning time specifically, or would it yeah. even be in the evening? No, it's in the morning. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to leave in the morning and you go to say goodbye, she's like, "Where are you going?" Yeah, what? it's really warm under these covers. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's really warm in my pants. Nice. And yeah, and uh, you know, we had you you had you guys over uh-huh. on Friday. Yeah. 
and so we were chatting, right? And the floodgates opened back up on Sunday. And it's like, well, freaking A, finally. Okay. You're going to let me in. The stone wall came down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Berlin Wall. <laughs> the Berlin Wall. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So so did you cover a mayor this morning? Yeah, I had to cover. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, fuck. I got to go. I'm late again. Okay. For the hundredth, like, I don't know how many times this happens. You will never uh, hear me begrudge you for being late <laughs> but for still, that reason. Still, it's so, it can be irritating sometimes because I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. It's bone or discipline. And then it's Here's the thing, though, dude. Bone. You and I both know, and maybe you don't know, but I know that if that opportunity to... Uh, Accept the invitation of your wife right. is passed up, particularly in the morning time. There's no guarantee you're going to revisit. There's like that open invitation come eight o'clock at night that same day. Eight yeah. o'clock at night that same day, that invitation is probably yep. no longer valid. It's going to lose its steam. Yeah. The steam heat. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be all sorts of things that happen during the day that, you know, convolute the ability to muster up the same, you know, yeah. desire for your physical specimen. Yeah. Shitty kids. You know, all sorts of different variables. Yeah. Could be a conversation. You might you might have gotten in a fight, mm-hmm. you know, by that time. Boom. Mm-hmm. Where if you just kind of jump on yep. that opportunity to, you know, join the PJ party, you know, the horizontal, you know, limbo dance show. Yeah. You know? Get in there, uh-huh. and then you're probably not going to fight at all today. She's probably like, "Yeah, go do your thing, yeah, big boy." Mm-hmm. I kind of been gone all weekend. I th- I thought about that a little bit. Yeah, like you might get some pushback for. Um, well, I worked having late. a little boy time this morning yeah. on the podcast. You worked all week. Don't most people work all week? I guess. Sometimes I don't. Yeah, I do. So, Gabe, what kind of ideas do you have today? Well, I, um, so speaking of journaling, mm-hmm. my best uh, thinking and, or when shit's crossing my, bre- my, my noggin. Your noggin. Noggin toboggan. Is while I'm working, which is the worst time to go and stand at the side of your van for 20 minutes yeah, to try and get enough of a thought out that at least if I go back and read it, I can, it'll take me back Mm -hmm. to what I was thinking. Right. So that's kind of how I do it, but it's not, I wish I just had the time to just sit and do it better, but it is what it is. Yeah. I think the morning time is the best time for me to do that, but I don't often take the time. In fact, one of the things I wrote down uh, in my journal this morning was, uh, and it, I don't want to call it like an epiphany, but it was just like a boom thought. I'm going to write this down. Mm-hmm. Hey, I should write more because I think writing more and those that do write a lot 
naturally, obviously, in their writing are going to have a more complete thought right? because they've practiced that. But they'll also be able to audibly or orally articulate that same thought yeah. because they wrote it down. Right. As opposed to just sort of keeping it jumbled in your files in your brain, yeah. you know, in digital form in your head, as opposed to analog form two on paper, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah. It's another uh, avenue to to uh to refine yeah you know i've noticed that i've noticed the more we I, we do this podcast and the and i was already kind of writing beforehand and i'm also doing um the uh jordan peterson's self-authoring program you're in the middle of doing that right now yeah nice and that's a lot of writing and I found that it's just been super, like, easy. Just, well, particularly because they're, it's all things about yourself, right? Which and you so, are would naturally be an expert on, right? You're an well, expert on yourself? I guess you could, I guess, I guess not. You don't, I guess a lot of people aren't. I don't think I am. Or perhaps with the self-authoring program, you're working on being an expert on right. yourself. That's yes, exactly. That's what it is. You're kind of working through different aspects of your uh, character and your habits and goals and whatnot. <clears throat> but uh, I've kind of set it down though for a little bit and come back to it. Is there a schedule for that, or no. you just kind of go at your pace? You just you just plug at it. Mm-hmm. move through each exercise how long do you think that program is if you're if you were a, uh, approaching it daily in a disciplined manner um i don't know i'm only on the first uh the first one which is like analyzing your faults mm. and which is real fun to do and uh I'm only I'm less than fifty percent the way through it of the and first it, one of the first one okay because it tracks your progress and so I would imagine I got a little bit a little bit more to go okay but uh, if I had to guess it could for sure be done in a week if you're doing if you just, it every day if you hit if that's all you were like an hour a day hour a day you think you could yeah smash it in a week yeah maybe two weeks okay. So it's a bit of a program, though. It's um, yeah, it's a lot of writing. I mean, you gotta gotta go deep, which is fun for me because it's like I want to give the best answer for the best uh feedback. There's no feedback, mm-hmm. so it's just it's just for you. So just start writing. It's like. In my head, I want to try and write this coherent little thing, and instead, it's supposed to just be mumble, like yeah, like just start typing, start typing about whatever thing you you kind of think is related to this, and if it isn't, delete it, you know. But at least maybe as you're going down that process, it kind of got you moving in that yeah direction to think about whatever the uh, question it is that they ask you. that's interesting um reminds me of uh the i would say the best english teacher that i had was probably my freshman year of high school 
And he was um, very adamant that there's no such thing as writer's block. Yeah. Even though the, anybody that just heard me say that is going to be like, nah, trust me. <laughs> there, yeah. It's a real thing, which I think it is a real thing. But his point was that um, don't let your thinking, almost, almost in a way, don't let your thinking get in the way of your writing. Right. Just start writing. Like even, it doesn't, write and just keep writing don't worry about it making sense right don't worry about even the the grammatical things um just yeah don't worry about the grade you're gonna get (laughs) i mean literally write down yeah some random thing that just came to your mind right and really that's where writer's block tends to come in is like oh i don't it doesn't make sense so it's not going to leave my brain down my arm to my pencil onto the paper right like we won't allow it yeah because it uh it won't make you know if we think it doesn't make sense it can't leave right you know and uh yeah that's sort of always stuck with me and um i think it's kind of a uh a powerful um green light to just just do. Don't worry about it making mm-hmm. sense. And I still have to tell myself. I still have to remind myself. Not that I write a lot or yeah. often, but but you're writing more. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know. And I exercise that shit. Certainly understand the value of yeah. putting pencil or pen to paper. Right. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely. Uh, had more respect and see the value in writing, uh, not just for myself uh, emotionally or mentally, but yeah, just as a practice, mm-hmm. just like just like what you were saying earlier, you know, just a another form of digesting thought, and yeah, my what I noticed that uh, as you were saying that. Uh, I don't know why I started doing this, but I've noticed it helps in that way as that I ask myself questions that I, uh, like, why do you, why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? Like, I'll write them down, like, like really blatant or direct to myself. Bluntly? Yeah. Why are you always, why are you continually late, you know? Whatever that is, whatever it is. And that forces me, you know, it forces me to answer the question, right? Sure. And and it might not be the answer I need or the best answer because it's me answering my own yeah, yeah. thing. But at least it gets the it gets the motor going. Mm-hmm. It gets the train of thought moving. At least forces me to think about why I do that thing. And even if I can't get past it, um, I at least have an understanding, a, a better understanding of myself. Uh, so. Yeah. Oh, and that is a great segue into what we were thinking about talking about, which yeah. was mentorship. Yeah. And having people you trust around you. And how... Uh, in that context in that you are too close to yourself, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
you got to have those, you got to have that around you. Right. In order to really push past whatever it is and to bring context, I think. What do you think, Papa? Uh, yeah, that's a um that's a great point. I I'm curious from your vantage point um is uh is mentorship a requirement for um well, it could, that could be a simple question. Is mentorship required? Uh, and, but to elaborate on that, so that could be a question in and of itself, but to elaborate on that, is it a requirement for excellent development? Hmm. Or is it just a, is it an optional, um, uh, institution that, somebody could stumble into and benefit from if they so choose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think if you stumble into it and what do you think? It's something that you're going to think it's something you're going to benefit from if you choose to take it on. If you choose to trust somebody do you think a well-developed, um, well-adjusted person would say the words, uh, mentorship is cool, but it's not required for everyone, nor has it been required for me? No. No? I don't think you'll heal that, hear that from any well-socially-adjusted person. Now, if you wanted to change that demographic a little bit to well-socialized business owner, uh, CEO, gosh, I mean, anybody who's a leader, yeah, I don't, I don't think those words will come out of their mouth. Agreed. I don't yeah. think so either. Yeah. So it really comes down to what you want, you know, if, if, uh, and even then I don't think you can escape it. You're just being willfully ignorant and I think along with your, uh, to go along with your willfully ignorant, um, thought or idea about that is nobody escapes this, uh, life without a mentor, whether they uh, actively sought one right, or one was bestowed upon them. And uh, to think that you did, or it, that makes you, I think you're uh, ignorant or um, blind to the fact that you had something, in, something or someone uh, impacting you. Well... <laughs> Another thing, too, is how big is your ego to say that you don't need, right? you know, anything or anyone or, you know. So, yeah, by default. Or any support. It's like, uh, yeah, right there. That's a, that, I think that should be key, <laughs> key deterrent in that way of thinking. Right. By default, if you're yeah. thinking that, you're not well adjusted. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, so you're, you're a little underdeveloped. Right. Right. 
and not to say you're not a good person or maybe you're not an effective person in yeah. your business or marriage or whatever, but if you're not able to acknowledge that, um, the fact that you uh, have been successful at something has something to do with someone else. Right. Uh, you're a little, you're, yeah, your ego is um, uh, convoluting your, your perception, I think. You know, yeah. it's muddying the your vision, I think, of yourself. What, um... Okay, hold on one second. What... What do you think happen like what do you think happens to the person that chooses describe the person that doesn't uh think they need or want a mentor or somebody they can trust or people that they people that are in their lives that will uh as a support support team Yeah the first thing that comes to my mind for somebody that is unwilling to um, latch on to uh, a mentor um, or, you know, be willing to emulate something or someone, yeah, uh, I think is going to leave them making a lot of mistakes. You know, trial, you know, they're kind of hitting up life in a trial and error manner. Right. Um, and, uh, that can work. Uh, you can have some some wins that way, but you're also going to have a lot of heartache. You're going to have a lot of failures. Uh, and, you know, you learn from your failures and, you know, quote alert, but I think the the lessons we learn best a lot of times are the ones we learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the <clears throat> person that does the best, I think, often is able to learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. You know? So... Um, you know, um, I would just to kind of go back a little bit on, um, is the mentorship required and, mm. um, the, uh, and this could be, uh, we, we keep saying mentor and it could be, a um, it's really, I think the, di- the dichotomy of, um, right. master apprentice, you know, or rabbi right. student, you know, teacher student, um, yeah, or even just a friend. Yes, you know, someone older yeah. than you. Um, so, you know, for just to clarify, we'll just continue on with the idea of, you know, the, using the term uh, mentor or mentorship or something like that. Yeah. But it sort of entails all of that, right? Yeah, I would just open it up. I would, I totally agree. I would just open it up too to like people you trust in general. Yeah. That you can trust to talk to. Now, um, I would also add that um the the mentorship not only being a requirement um for advancing yourself in any sort of uh aspect of your life it, and you don't need just one mm-hmm. but i think multiple are uh to our benefit but we're going uh we're going to find a mentor whether we've actively sought one or not yeah um, and in the day and age we live, I think it happens so often, whether we've realized it or not, because, uh, when you're a 10 year old boy and you're 
you know, tossing a baseball up in the air every step you take and catching it in your glove. Well, guess what? The person you're wanting to emulate is going to be your favorite professional baseball player, Mm -hmm. you know, straight up. Yeah. And so you're going to want to swing the bat like them. You're going to want to throw the ball like them. You're going to want to run the bases like them. Yeah. And that 10 year old boy is not standing there thinking, Hmm, this is, you know, Alex Rodriguez is my mentor. Right. You know? Right. And they don't, but it, it's in us. It's innate in us to not always be the mentor, but it's always in us to be the mentee. Yeah, I see. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like our, um, our default approach to life. If we, if we choose no uh, approach, that is the approach chosen for us. But I think as it turns out, that's kind of the only approach to life at the same time. Because I, mm. I think that's evidence. That default approach, I think, is evidence that the mentorship, or maybe added evidence, that the mentorship is a requirement. You're right. Yeah. A requirement. <clears throat> a requirement to live. In a way, yeah. I mean, I think it's a requirement to. Uh, you need to have some good examples to have a uh, to follow. I think to have uh, maybe the the marriage that you hope to have. Um. You know, you can stumble through some tools, yeah, and um, a particular trade, but name a trade name an occupation for that matter whether it's a low level low skill low wage job or a high end uh medical doctor degreed mm-hmm. you know required job everybody's doing some kind of an apprenticeship right. right everybody is right i mean the the trade we do uh putting you know the farrier trade is maybe the one trade where you can actually go get your tools and you can go to work the next day not knowing anything and uh, you're not going to be able to do a good job. Yeah. But nobody's going to stop you. Yeah, that's but true. But the truth is uh, you're still going to see somebody else's. There's going to be some kind of impact from another person that's going to get you along the way to becoming yeah. proficient. Well, the system will root you out. Oh, yeah. You know, you'll be you'll be forced. Yeah, to acquire yeah the necessary skills. Otherwise, you have to move on. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, if if you can, yeah. In that case, and in general, if you can't bring your skills up from a place that anybody uh, that has access to YouTube can go and have access to and probably do better than you i.e. the per- the farrier that grabs his tools and just goes straight into it without knowing jack shit i mean who's to say that the next person you go and work for doesn't just do the same thing and tells you to kick salt mm-hmm. you know so you know that would uh, yeah that would force a situation where you have to go and grow your skill but more than anything, I'll, the work one is easy. Yeah, because that's a very, um, uh, it's sort of. And a, I'm not saying that's easy, but that's like, I'm not saying 
that wasn't like directed towards you. I'm just saying that's like that's a that's a, a built in a concrete example. Too. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's built in, you know, in the work setting, uh, and rightfully so. There's well, a, it's somewhat, I think there's a reason for that. It's culturally expected too, <clears throat> right? Right. Like right. you're not gonna go to a doctor that hasn't done a residency. Right. It would be weird that oh no, I just skipped my residency and right. I'm gonna open your brain up. <laughs> right. Right. That, we we wouldn't be okay with that. Now, what's odd is that how that doesn't really, that lives in the working world, but that doesn't live, that cultural expectation doesn't really live as much in a person-to-person world, which is, or at least it's not uh, as directly accessible. Yeah, that kind of leads me to a question. Um so we would agree that mentorship would be a requirement. Right. And it's kind of the, the default approach whether we choose to do it or not. Yeah. Um, much like it's normal to do an apprenticeship in a particular trade or um, an internship at a law firm or, you know, residency as a doctor, blah, blah, blah. You get what I'm saying. Is it required to go and find uh, the... Uh, do you have to do a formal ask somebody to be your mentor? Yeah. Um, as it relates to uh, being a good man or right. a good friend or a husband, a father, you know, do you need to, is it required to go and say, Hey, um, I think you're pretty awesome. And uh, would you be interested in mentoring me? Is that a requirement? Yeah. I think so. You think so? Yeah, it might not have to look exactly like that, but yeah, I think in if you, I think if you want that um, relationship in your life, <laughs> you're gonna have to set that ego aside, right, and go and seek it. Yeah, you know, like you're like we kind of got to initially. It's like the if you're of the mindset you that you don't need it. Wow. What does that say about your ego and your arrogance in that moment? And, I mean, I can speak for myself in saying that, uh, well, A, I've been extremely fortunate in having just those people in my life naturally. Sure. So, yeah, beginning with your father. Right. So, uh, you know, to go out and develop those additional relationships on my own um, hasn't been as difficult, but it still requires every time I go, when you're subjecting some, when you're subjecting yourself to someone else's brain, you're basically, you're basically, you're not bowing down to them, but you're basically saying, I am opening myself up to you and the things that you think about and your discernment or wisdom or whatever things that I think that I have to gain from you, would you be willing to, right, come alongside me in this process as I'm trying to do better in whatever area? And, yeah, that requires a huge ego check, I think. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I mean, even just making friends. Once you're out of high school... A lot of people just have the same same or very similar friends that they had around high school. Yeah. To go out and make new friends completely aside 
from a high school setting is is not easy. No, in fact, if you haven't learned how to make friends, <laughs> yeah, by the time you finish high school, you're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, because you no longer have, uh, or college for that matter, uh, right? But you no longer have the built-in, uh, scheduled going out into a public setting. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I'm forced into into a social setting where I have to, um play nice with other yeah. people um and now uh, yeah so if you haven't learned how to make friends right you're in a bit of trouble because yeah you're not going to force yourself otherwise into a social setting then you know <laughs> no to make a friend no and you're always going to fall back on whatever is comfortable yeah you know it's like you know taking my he's my buddy now i can just call him my buddy yeah brandon Took him out fishing. Right. And, dude, it was freaking awesome. Yeah, that's cool. It was just fun. It was fun to do. You know, the uh, the the guy does a client, and I just traded him for it. Yeah. And it was great. Took my homie out fishing. Yeah, I think that's cool, and that's a great uh, example of what we're just talking about because uh, listening to the conversation you were having with him yeah. uh, on <clears throat> a few weeks back, that conversation took place to go fishing in that podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then, they, yeah, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and it wasn't just uh, fodder. It was, yeah. like it actually happened now. You like, know? hey, yeah, no, let's but really do follow it. Follow through on it. I yeah. like, I love doing that. And, uh, you know, it, it always cracks me up too, because, and I get it. I'd probably do the same thing. But the friends that I do have, it's never like a, like when it comes to money, or when it comes to like using something or, you know, going out somewhere, going hunting, going fishing, whatever. It's never like a, for me, it's, there's zero tit for tat. Like it's always just like to be expected. Yeah. It's like, no, man, this is just what we do. Yeah. Like money is money. It's going to come and go. And the relationship that you need, that you and I have <laughs> as you know whatever as fluffy as it sounds you know it, it surpasses that right and it's like it doesn't <clears throat> spending money on things like that doesn't even stay <clears throat> in my brain as far as like oh i spent money on that yeah you know it's like no maybe next time they'll pull their weight no you know like it yeah, it never never, never never has yeah. And, um, you know, and I don't think it's supposed to be like that either, quite honestly. No, I don't think so. But uh, funny enough, I was just listening to a JP podcast and he was, he kind of touched on that a little bit too, on how if your friendship was based around um, tit for tat, you know, kind right. of friendship, that it wasn't a friendship and that it was some other form of dysfunction <laughs> yeah or like that, it, simply it could be uh money aside but it could be uh, they haven't called me in like a month why would i call them right, right. like yeah i'm not calling them until they call me because <laughs> yeah. i was the last one to call them that was a month ago <laughs> right and if they don't understand that i was the last one to call then i guess they just don't want to talk to me yeah yeah and so i don't want to talk to them well it's like it's kind of like a complete lack of trust right it's like I don't, tr 
uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't trust you to be a good enough friend to like, to, uh, to, uh, let's see, not return the favor, but like, but be a reciprocal friend, (laughs) you know, like to, to, to be in the relationship as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Does that make sense? Right. Right. Uh, It's, uh, I, I haven't really thought that one through yet. We'll, we'll probably have to do a little bit of that too. But um, anyways, the importance of, I think, having those people in your life outside of a work setting is imperative. And the more I look at what's going on right now in society, I feel like more than ever is not happening yeah yeah and if it is happening it's probably happening more on a level where people are just surrounding them with other people that they feel most comfortable with rather than people that they think they can be moved by if that may if that well kind of like the mentorship thing i think perhaps it has to have a variety show you know, like a sort of right. that variety show concept. Right. Uh, and I think your friend group probably is best served to reflect that too. Right. You, if you were to stay in your own little <clears throat> ideological bubble amongst your friends, you know, what are you learning? What, right. you know, how are you growing? Yeah. Um, and um, a few more things on the mentorship do you, I, I'd ask you the question, is it required to approach somebody and say, hey, I want you to mentor me? I've only had one incident in my life like that where it was actual formal and it was an understand or an understood agreement between mentor and mentee where I think it doesn't necessarily have to be that formal, but what has to be maybe formal, at least needs to at least be formal in your mind that I want to emulate the husband in that marriage, yeah. you know, or I want to emulate uh, the father in that family and recognize that that's a, uh, the fruit of his actions and character. Uh, if they are to be emulated by me, it's very likely that, uh, the fruit of my character, you know, mm-hmm. would be to my kid's benefit or to my wife's benefit, yeah. to my own benefit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think the mentor always has to know that they're being the mentor. No. No, I, yeah. I don't know if that... Uh, You're absolutely right. I mean, that's why I say it can just... I think it would, you know, a friend. I mean, here and now, you and I, uh, you know, our relationship started off in a work setting, but we don't work together anymore. No. There's no one saying that we have to come and get together. There's a reason uh there's a reason why we do. And it's because uh well, I forced you to be my mentor. And then you probably just yeah, but I was, you know, from in the, in the trade that we do, uh, if somebody's coming along and they want want to learn, they're not really told no. Yeah, because yep, you're right. <laughs> the apprentices are in short Labor. supply. 
Yeah, true that. True that. But the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. So Yeah, true that. True that. Even then, I'd, um, I would say that that for me, that process started with work, and then I realized the impact that it had in the work setting, and then I went after it more outside of that. Okay, this might seem weird, but it's what makes sense to my brain, is that I see each person as little computing machines <laughs> okay and so Recording it's like digital data <laughs> yeah. onto their hard drive yeah so you know i'm gonna spit out a question or something that i'm thinking about and i'm gonna just listen and just hear hear what that person has to say and yeah all of it might be pertinent half of it might be pertinent an eighth of it might be pertinent, yeah. but whatever it is that's that I that hits me or connects with me, or even doesn't connect with me, because it might be pertinent down the road. Time sure. might have to elapse before I can even uh, begin to understand yeah. Yeah, the importance of what that person is saying. It doesn't have to be impertinent. So to it's you. it's very that process is very fluid, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I want, I see, even if you're not, even if I don't necessarily consider you to be in my circle of trusted advisors, <laughs> yeah, I still find myself, you know, asking people questions just to, just to hear, just to listen, just to work on how well I can listen to them, uh, get a gauge for who they are. Maybe it is somebody who I want to learn more from. You know, we don't know. Yeah, I think uh, in those scenarios where uh, in a conversation, perhaps they aren't impacting you at all or whatever they're espousing has no impact on you or there's nothing for you to walk away with learning from them. You might be learning what's affected other people, right? And in turn, allows you to empathize with other people because of what they've, uh, how that's impacted them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's still value, even in the no, even though there's no value for you, doesn't mean that there's no value for you, right? Because it, you're still able to glean what it might be that has impacted somebody else, or somebody else that's important to you, right? You know, our wives might watch Oprah. I think Oprah's cool. I don't know if your wife. I mean, my wife's a little Dude, older than Oprah's your wife. Oprah's so two thousand, two thousand okay. and late. Yeah. No, but <clears throat> I don't watch Oprah, right? Right. <clears throat> but my wife has. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cut that out. You we better, never do. <laughs> you better edit my cough out, bro. No. Um. But if I were to maybe watch an episode, then I can say, oh, this is where my wife sort of got this idea, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm yeah. I'm able to sort of have a better idea of at least the context or, right. uh, you know, the impact that it had or something right. like that. Now, what about, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together. Okay. Or... No, maybe that's not the right direction. Maybe 
you know, who, uh, what's that saying? Something, you know, your friends affect your friends, who your friends with. If you affects run with you winners, are. you're going to be a winner, son. <laughs> and if you run with losers, you're going to be a loser. Yeah. Kind of that idea. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like when you're that was a quote, hanging out with my dad right there. In, in oh, case really? You didn't, in case you didn't, couldn't tell. <laughs> that was my dad talking. I, I, was that your dad know. talking too? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh. Your friends. I'm thinking a little more in like an adolescent setting. You know, like a young, like a youth setting. You know? Yeah. An adult setting too. But it seems to start when you're a kid. Who you choose to make friends with or the type of friends you make friends with. The okay. type of people you make friends with. Um, and how that affects the same pattern you take into adulthood. You know, let's say, let's take the person who hangs out with, um, maybe they're not bad kids, but they're more outliers or outcast-ish in the high school social hierarchy. Okay. Um, and the way, you know, the type of, let's say, relationships that you build with those people and then going into adulthood, maybe getting into a little bit of trouble because those kids are a little more detached from general populace. And so naturally, you know, that seems to be a possibility. And then you find yourself 35 living under a bridge with the same friends <laughs> living under a bridge <laughs> with you. Yeah. Doing heroin and all sorts of other meth or whatever it is that mm -hmm. you're up to living under a bridge. And how would you... I mean, maybe the answer is obvious, but how do you go about breaking that without getting towards the 35-year-old, breaking that cycle? Um, don't do what makes you happy. Do what makes you proud. I don't know. Oh, That's going to be... Yeah. That would be my, uh, my antidote to that. Yeah. <clears throat> so... I think that's kind of, mm -hmm. I think as humans, we're inclined to do it makes us feel good. We're inclined to do, uh, for the, uh, to approach life with that, uh, instant gratification. And, uh, if I just had this, I'd be happy. If I just do this, I'd be happy. If, if my wife thought, talked, looked like this, I'd be happy. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but really it comes down to, um, do what makes you proud, do what you allows you to sleep well at night that, you know, leaves your dignity intact. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, gratitude and contentment, uh, will manifest a lasting joy. Yeah. So, yeah. How do adults go about getting, uh, you know, the 40-year-old that, let's say, is isolated and works a lot 
and doesn't have any friends or support go about making the those connections like the 45 year old hey 46 in december (laughs) (laughs) um you know here's the thing not everybody needs you know some people have uh 30 friends yeah right and uh some people have 10 and a lot of people are really good with two or three friends Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes some people are their own best friend, you know, in their, uh, place of rejuvenation mentally or emotionally, uh, comes from, uh, being alone in their own space. And, uh, uh, so that person's not going to garner a lot of friends, right? They, in fact, Friends, yeah. probably, you know, a lot of people or a group setting probably emotionally and mentally drains them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and oftentimes, I think that kind of person, uh, they need a good wife, you know, yeah. a, good, a good person. You know, they need one good, solid person that um, can listen to some uh, venting, can listen to... Um, some concerns in their life, you know, things that are worrying them. Um, and that's enough to, uh, you know, meet their, um, their friendship outlet that, uh, you know, the friendship that, uh, uh, what, what the friendship provides. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that kind of, yeah, kind of. I don't know if I'm letting that kind of person off the hook, really. But you know, everybody needs a different. Uh, everybody's needs are a little different. In the same way, there's right um, biodiversity as a as it relates to diet. I think there's mm-hmm. biodiversity as a re- as it relates to relationships too. Yeah, yeah, perfectly said. I think that's absolutely true. That's so I think that person true. ultimately. Uh, I think they need a good, if say, if it's a man, you know, they need a great spouse yeah, or a great, you know, to, to modernize, post-modernize this a little bit, you know, they need a great life partner. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, you can, oh God, I should not be burping in the mic. That's probably like the most disgusting thing. That ever. totally smelled, bro. All right. I'll cut the burp out. I'll cut your cough out. Although you fuck went right when I hit the record button, you start coughing like a mother. It's like you're trying to COVID virtue signal or something. I am. I got my mask on. Yeah. And my tape measure to measure that we're six feet apart. <laughs> now I'm using this scarf to keep my neck warm, Gabe. Yeah, it gets a little chilly in here because <clears throat> the werewolf neck that I maintain. Isn't coming in. Is uh, not quite enough on this chilly morning. I need a scarf. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not a particularly social person in a group setting, but I still contain probably, you know, a decent amount of singular relationships that I, uh, that I work within. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I kind of call bullshit on that. But 
And I also don't think that your spouse should be the only person that you talk to. Agreed. At least for me. I, uh... I'm going to say across the board, <clears throat> even if they are, they have their heads on straight yeah, and they give you uh, a detached and objective look at whatever it is that you're trying to go through, which I don't think is possible <laughs> for a spouse, but let's say you got that one, uh, I still don't think that's that's uh that's good yeah or at right least shouldn't way. be it's it's uh can't it shouldn't be the only outlet yeah definitely not but i mean it goes back to that thing is like you know when you're getting i've i don't know but i can see you know if you just ride in that groove for 25 years right mm-hmm um, and never really do like what we were saying and pursue a relationship outside of whatever it is that you do on a regular basis, like an actual relationship, somebody you can go and talk to and be at least some mm-hmm. type of transparent with, not just, uh, you know, Hey, yeah, good to see you again. See you in seven weeks again or four weeks, or whatever, um, a work friend, you know, that, gosh, man, I can only imagine 25 years down the road, 45, never really in that groove, or exercising that muscle, and now in such a deep groove of that, that it's hard to get out. You're right. Because it's kind of like, I don't know, I could see that being, I could see myself getting real down on myself about it. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, all the all the while uh making it that much more important to be proactive, you know, realizing that that's a a potential pitfall. Yeah. And being proactive not to to go there. But again, I as humans there is a default setting in us to emulate something or someone. Yeah. And so even for the person that uh, hasn't been proactive in developing relationships, uh, whether they be, you know, a, uh, a Paul and Barnabas type of relationship or a, um, a Paul and Titus, you know, type of relationship, you're going to, uh, allow something to influence you right. because we're, we're wired for that to take place, mm-hmm. you know, and it might be, um, GQ magazine, right? Yeah, it might be um, uh, your favorite radio host. Yeah, you know it might be you know X, you name it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, as you're, yeah, that makes sense. As you're saying that, I it kind of brought me back to what when Jordan Peterson talks about hunting. And the more anthropom or not anthropomorphic um, anthropology setting on how hunter gatherers, you know, when they go out and hunt, and you invite people on the hunt, um, or you share the hunt with others, and if you're successful in the hunt, you share the harvest of what of it. And how that process uh, compiles 
and um, gets you gets you if the friendship is reciprocal an invite to the hunt mm-hmm. and so thus it's this you know it's this continuing cycle to the next hunt and blah 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 and then we share and then we you know this and that and the way he evolves that thought is being as a child be, being invited to come and play the game you're right and how as children if you're in a well-adjusted child and you play well you'll likely be invited to come and play some more right and continuing and continuing and continuing and continuing, and continuing. well on to adulthood when you have to go find a job if you pl- you know if you play well at your job and you know and you share the hunt and you share the harvest and you do all these things yeah. you progress and you get invited and you get more and more invites to come back and join the hunt or play the game and uh, yeah if you hunt well and help others hunt well right then uh everybody wants you to be around right yeah because you can the way he kind of describes it is you can be an uh, he brings it back to like a sports reference. You can be the all-star on the team, but if you're just out there on the field and it's just you going and scoring those goals, right, selfishly or for your, or, you know, you have the talent, so you're using your talent to the best of your ability, but you're not using any of the other resources that are there around you right. that are that are wanting to indulge and play the game. Um, people don't want to play, and and then he kind of brings it back to if you have the person that has the that maybe has less talent, but more of a um, ability to incorporate others into the game and use the team to win the game, then you're un you know invincible. And he brings it back around. Uh, he hits it from all the sorts of these different angles. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. He brings it to rats too and how rats will actually play. And there's kind of a dominance hierarchy between rats. And if the, if the dominant rat, like the little rat will, will, will come and poke at the big rat, you know, to try and get them to play. And the little rat will lose every time in their little wrestling match, you Mm -hmm. know, that they have. But, and even though he says, like, the big rat will get annoyed because he kind of knows this, he's the fucking top rat, (laughs) (laughs) Um, he'll still continue to play because if if he kind of pushes that rat away or doesn't engage at all with the rat, it'll completely um, crush any ambition there is to even try and move up mm-hmm. the hierarchy. Yeah. And even the larger rat, I don't know that they know that, but it doesn't open up the opportunity for somebody who might not be as good at whatever XYZ thing to get better at it or then to move on to something else yeah. that they are better suited at. Yeah. and And be the fucking bigger at in <laughs> right right to right. kind of use that use those several different yeah it's uh 
interesting that you say that. So we have, we got a new puppy a couple of weeks ago and you know, there's an old dog in the house and there's yeah. a puppy in the house and it's very much the same dichotomy with that going on. Yeah. And, uh, old dog is, uh, probably, a uh, I don't know. He's really like proud of the old dog for being kind of motherly, but also, you know, being a little tough, but also, yeah, they they were doing that same kind of play thing, you know, puppies want to play with and they want to, you know, kind of bite and wrestle and, and whatnot. And uh Blaze, the old dog, will put him in his place and he's he dominates him during the playtime. Yeah. But he he lets it ha- happen in such a way that Maverick, the puppy, yeah, you know, gets a couple wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. You know, gives him a couple wins. And then the final victory is, you know, Blaze, the big older dog. Mm-hmm. But it was enough to where there's going to be another playtime. Right. You know, the, right. You know, the next day. Right. So, um, yeah, that's a be, it's a be, isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's really cool because yeah. uh, the young puppy knows his place. Right. And the old puppy didn't lose his place. Right. Um, but all the while the young puppy's learning, he has some hope that one day he's going to be the big dog. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And, uh, and then the old dog knows that he still has a purpose still, you know, too. So what I really love about that is that everybody's ego is in balance. Like everybody's perception of themselves is in balance. The little guy knows he's not going to win. Mm-hmm. But the more experienced guy that's been around for a while knows he can just trample oh, yeah. over and over again. But each gives, right? The more experienced gives in the way that, in the way that they diminish their ego by mm-hmm. by even though even though knowing you can just mollywop that puppy even though they're these dogs aren't thinking about it but the but the thought process is the same and like a and I think in a healthy relationship that you're diminishing whatever it is that your strengths are in order to make space for somebody to come up and develop their strengths and they and the person that's coming up and developing or trying to develop their strength knows it's not anywhere near matching the strength of yours. Yeah. But it's something to try to strive for. And so that's kind of ego diminishing, knowing you're not as good as something as someone else is. But it's also the the process of, you know, accumulatively getting better at it kind of builds you up too at the same time. Whereas the person that's already there is trying to, you know, lower, 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 lower themselves to try and, you know, uh, help you forward, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, then at one point you you both are just on the same level, and then you just yeah, you or duke maybe it that, out. That young puppy is you a, fight it out to the death after that. Him. You know, by the time he comes of age, he's above <laughs> him because I think. Uh, uh, you know, going back to the mentor-mentee relationship or the master and the apprentice, I think we stand on the shoulders of those that come before us, yeah. you know? Or as the mentor, if you're diminishing your ego, that's not to say you'll never stop growing. 
Sure. So you'll always continue progressing. In fact, maybe you'll progress faster mm-hmm. on whatever path you're in. Yeah. You're on. Interesting things, Drace. Interesting things. Biology and hierarchies. Mm-hmm. Whoever said they didn't exist is fucking idiots. No, they do, but I think it's uh, um, yeah. it's a dance. Yeah, you can't escape them. It's, uh, well, I mean, it learn. can get out of hand. You sure. know, hierarchies can get out of hand. You know, it can just be nothing but crush. Well, you got to learn how to navigate them. And in the same example of uh, the rat or the puppy and the dog, um, you know, the big dog's at the top of the hierarchy, the puppy's at the bottom. Yeah. Depending <clears throat> on uh, how the big dog will carry himself, how he behaves, how he treats those below him. Yeah. Will either endear you to him or it will um embitter you toward mm-hmm. him right mm-hmm. and if you are uh if if you're in if you're endearing you're gonna hold your position in that hierarchy people are you'll have respect and you'll have um accolades if that if that's you know appropriate or um You'll have many that want to learn from you. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and so you'll you'll do uh, you'll do that much more um, benefit to everyone, right? Because there's more that want to learn from you. In the same way, uh, if you are the embittering, um, if people are embittered towards you mm-hmm. as that in that hierarchical, hierarchical position, it'll be that much sooner that you'll lose that position. Yeah. Because um, the puppy's not going to take it. Right. You know, the puppy's not going to forget once he's of equal weight. Yeah. Um, leveling the playing field. Yeah. Then in that moment, the puppy being embittered. Yeah. Is going to knock the big dog off of his hierarchical position. Yeah. You know, and it, de- it named the hierarchy. But if that is the the... If those are the dynamics going about, right, the hierarchy is going to change, right, at that point. Just a matter of time. Whether that whether the big dog yep. is endearing or embittering, right. Just a plain matter of simples. time. Plain and simple. Yeah, I'm quoting Jordan Peterson a lot, but um, yeah, same thing with chimps too. Case in point. Yeah. Uh, to our earlier point, though, is that we will find somebody or something yeah. to emulate. You know, exactly. Jordan Peterson, I think, is a great a figure for people mm-hmm. to like um to latch on to you know i think he uh yeah from a cycle from a, in a psychological um mm-hmm. setting anyway yeah has a he's a teacher yeah literally morally i don't know you know his character um but psychologically mm-hmm. he seems to be pretty well sorted yeah yeah i would say so and um, yeah, most of the things that he understands psychologically and behaviorally um, seem to be straight, although I don't know. Yeah. I don't know nearly as much as people in that realm know. But, um, yeah, as, as he says about chimps, you know, the you'll f- two chimps, three-quarter the strength of one tyrannical chimp will go and tear the tyrannical one to pieces, you know? is how and 
to be said shortly. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's kind of how that works. And it makes sense. I mean, in the natural world, no one's stopping that from happening. Right. And neither should they, if I, if you ask me, but <clears throat> doesn't really work out as well in the, in the, uh, bipedal world. So, um, to sort of talk through the, uh, a mentorship, um, thought process a little bit more, uh, on the other end of that, uh, relationship, is the mentor required to mentor? Yeah, as the, as the ment, you know, mm. somebody, um, as we all need a mentor, it's a requirement, right, for good yeah. development. And if you don't go look for one, one will be found for you by default, subconsciously. But on, on, on the other end of that, on the flip side of that coin, is the mentor required to mentor? Hmm. And perhaps is there also a default setting for that where the mentor is going to be a mentor whether they chose to or not? I don't know. Are both equally true? Yeah. Or well, could you just sit back and, you know. Observe. Uh, be an observer. Uh, you garnered your skill in life. And now you just get to ride off into the sunset and let it, everything else play out around you. Or do you, are you in the game whether or not you asked to participate? Gotcha. Huh. Yeah. Well, I think you can definitely, in the position of mentor, I think you can definitely abdicate your responsibility. For sure. But people are doing that left and right. In fact, more than ever right now, do people want to give away their responsibility for nothing, for peace? Yeah. I did hand quotes when I said that, peace. Um, And it's not apparent that giving up your responsibility is going to do that, but uh, I mean, yeah, there's no one, there's no saying that you can't. But I'm a firm believer that if you choose not to do something that um, that uh, you are maybe called to do and you aren't doing, that you'll just get replaced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. <clears throat> I also think that there's a... a mentor position established by default as well just like there's the you know the mentor or the mentee is sort of in their position by default mm-hmm. i mean how many times have you heard a, a famous person an athlete usually i feel like or maybe even a a hollywood actor um say i you know i'm not doing this because i want to be a role model i never wanted i'm not doing that i i I didn't do this because I wanted to be a role model or I don't see myself as a role model. Yeah. Um, I just see myself as a basketball player or I see myself as a whatever. And that's true. That person might, I think in their heart of hearts, they do believe that to be true. You know, that they don't see themselves as a mentor or someone Mm -hmm. to look up to. But 
by again by default they don't in a way get to choose that like they are in that position because of the position yeah that they maybe have been put in right they just want to play basketball mm-hmm. they didn't ask for the media you know they didn't ask for the um yeah the coverage right you know, or the ticket sales or whatever um but you know through the the function of that industry there are people that are watching right and if yeah. they're watching they're learning right yeah. so you're you're going to be right um uh you're going to be the teacher or you're going to be the mentor or you're going to be you know the, you're 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 the master yeah you know so people are going to be drawing from you whether or not you want to be that or not right right oh, these are very interesting things um i have to say this before i forget it cuz uh i actually should write it down i probably have written it down somewhere <clears throat> it's another jordan peterson quote it uh says too bad he's not here yeah too bad um opportunity lies where responsibility has been abdicated and i love that yeah that's great it's says it's basically saying the place where you are least wanting to look or take responsibility for is also the same place that contains opportunity treasure Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's freaking awesome. Like, that's freaking awesome. Because as someone who uh, definitely is fearful of all sorts of things and that, you know, tries to work through that, um, it's in- that it's really encouraging. Because sometimes I think if you take responsibility, you think it's just going to be like, oh, whether it's responsibility for your actions or responsibility for lack of action. Yeah. It's uh, it's empowering. And I, uh, sometimes when I think about taking responsibility for something, um, you know, it's more work. Or it's going to be more work and it's going to be all these things and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I might have to change with this whole process, you know. Oh, shit. And uh, it's easy to forget that you get something back out of that. It's not just you giving. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I needed to get that out because... That was kind of a topic this past weekend, thinking about and chatting about with a few different folks. But um, we actually should write that down in here in this gym, Dad. Uh, <laughs> that quote. <laughs> we should get it on the wall somewhere. <clears throat> but, um, well. Did we solve the world's problems yet? No, but it, we might have helped a few folks. We put a, we put a, you know, we put a dent in it, maybe. Yeah, helped ourselves. Yeah. 
sort of sorted through some of, some of our own thoughts in our head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as people, you know, so choose to spend their time listening to us do I that, maybe I hope they one person, them. I hope one person, if one person heard this, heard this pod today and thought, you know, that uh, whatever XYZ guy or gal out there that, uh, you know, I'm kind of buddies with, but it's never been more than that. Not in a sexual way. Yeah. Um, maybe in a sexual way. I don't know. But typically you're not having sex with your mentors. I hope not. I don't not. think we, we... That voids the relationship, yeah. the mentor relationship, I think. Yeah, it kind of like puts a smudge on it. Yeah. But uh, different topic, different day. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, if one person, if if it, if at the very least one person heard this today and was was encouraged to just take that step into a relationship to trust somebody enough, yeah, I'd say that's pretty <clears throat> that's pretty dope. Yeah, and I think um, alongside that, um, and this is a question I think for both of us too, but it, I'll just kind of pose it to whoever's listening: um, who uh, who do you emulate? Mm-hmm. And um, think about. Uh, who have been mentors in your life and you didn't originally call them a mentor yeah, um, or a teacher in your life. But if you do kind of a, um, an autopsy on the last X amount of years in your life, who have those people been and mm. do they continue to be, how did they serve you? You know, how, or how did that serve you? You know, that relationship and, um, and then who in your life? Yeah. Could you, uh, yeah. Um, latch on to. Is it okay to use people in that way? I don't mean like use people, you know, I don't know how I mean that, but like. I think in a relationship, you, sh- you should always be bringing value. Right. And therefore, uh, whoever's on either side of the relationship bringing value, nobody's getting used. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That's another thing I think about sometimes. I'm like, you know, I think I get more out of Drees and I, <laughs> our relationship than Drees does, but I don't know. I never asked, well, I think it just depends on what we're doing. Yeah. You know, if you if we're over at my house and we're shooting our bows. Yeah. I'm not ahead of you. I don't mm. think, you know, not like you're a pro. Oh, I'm I not, see what right? you're saying. But like, it just depends on what we're doing. Yeah. True that. <clears throat> but you are getting better, my friend. Yeah, man, that's a lot of fun. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah. So, with that said, I think we uh, we say goodbye, Gabriel. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Yes. I love you. <gasps> you initiated. I did. I didn't want you to... Never mind. I mean, I said it because it's true. That's why I said it. Wow. Yeah. Mm, real special. Mm-hmm. I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. With that said, yes. Closing statements, yes. folks. Thank you so much for listening. Um, engage with us if you so choose. Mm. We would like whatever sort of feedback you have. Tell us we are ugly. Yet we will know it's not true because you have not seen us. <laughs> 
But now, uh, in all seriousness, um, I think a fun way to sort of continue on with these podcasts or to deepen them a little further is uh, some audience engagement. So if you're yes. one of the few that are listening, um, yeah, leave a comment mm-hmm. or... Um, ask a question. Ask a question. I think a, if we had questions to do some question and answer yeah. in our, you know... Uh, unqualified ability to answer any of those would be so fun. Yeah. Um, you could DM either of us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, at Forge X for Gabriel. Or, they can be explicit questions too. I'll open it up to that. Yeah. Because this is an explicit This is an explicitly rated yeah. uh, platform. Yeah. And Or at Dries Proust for myself. With that being said, if you feel so inclined, I'm not going to beg at your feet. But at five stars, I think, do make a difference. At least, I don't know how it all works. But that's what other people ask for. Thank yeah. you for listening. And we will catch you next time.